You ready? I'm ready, baby. Hello and welcome to Dead Talk, a podcast. Oh wait, I did that last time. <laughs> yeah, don't make that. Th- I thought you were doing that as if that's our new like. No, I kind of. I feel like I. I feel like I subconsciously thought that that was a fresh idea, and it's not. I know, I know. Well, we're off to a terrible start. Okay, well, forget the last ten seconds of your life. Welcome to podcast. Welcome to podcast. Welcome to podcast. The podcast where we talk about podcasts. <laughs> the podcast of podcasts. Oh fuck off! Honestly, you're losing, um, you're losing that. Welcome to forty-four minutes of Lucy having an existential crisis. That's accurate. Can't wait. Okay, well, welcome to Dead Talk, a true crime comedy podcast that I do. With my soulmate in life, Alex Carter. Stop. Lucy, don't. Guys, I'm on my period, so I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> and you know what? I'm on my period, so we're going to kill ourselves. It's a suicide pact, this episode. So please oh. stay tuned till the end, because it's the end for me. both of us. That's nice. Um, That's a good way, yeah, to end it, I guess. Exactly. If you're going to do it, it somewhere, do it live on a podcast. Agreed. Completely. Completely. Oh, we should have, like, if this was a YouTube video, we could have a funky little thumbnail of us, like, what? You know? No, let's no. move on. Okay, so it's my turn this episode. Correct. Oh, stop screaming of joy at home. Um, right, you know what? I <laughs> I sat and... Um, do you know what? I'm, do you hear that? No, literally Don't, none d- of it. Oh, sorry, Dora just slammerooed. I think, yeah, I think Lee's had enough of my shit. <laughs> he heard um, you fuck up that introduction and he was like, fuck. He's like, I didn't sign a contract to live in a flat with unprofessional women. Yeah, that's Lucy's flatmate, by the way. Yeah. Well, anyway, now that Lee's moved out, I can um, move on to my story. I Listen, girls, I'm going to get real for a minute. I researched a story for, like, three days. And then, like, oh, okay, wait, sorry. Total sidetrack. Did you listen to the voice recording that I sent you? No, I didn't. I, I never listened to it. So last night I sent Alex a voice recording on WhatsApp and it was me having a mental breakdown about uh, recording today. And basically like, so I decided, I was like, oh, I want to do a story on a cult because we've not done that yet, right? Right. Um, So I was like, right, fuck it, I'm going to do a story on a cult, cool, blah, blah. But then I was like, I don't want to do the mainstream cults because everybody's heard of it. Everybody everybody fucking knows Jonestown. Everybody knows Heaven's Gate, whatever. But then I was like, "Mm, but they're interesting. And then I was like, no, they are. bitch, don't do it. People know it. People have seen documentaries, whatever. You're going to do something more obscure. So I sat for like three days, researched an obscure cult, and turns out it's lesser known and more obscure because it's boring as shit. I got <laughs> to the end and like nothing happened. Like they didn't, e- they didn't even kill themselves? No, they didn't even kill themselves. Like it was oh, not to sound like a completely desensitized like demon, but at the same time... This cult was like, oh, okay, like a fucking power-hungry, manipulative white man who like told everyone, oh, monogamy is not the way. Like traditional family settings is what causes mental illness. Like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. We've heard it all before, you know? I mean, I lo- yeah, I love the cults where they're just fully like, I'm trying to have sex with your wife. Like they're just very straight up about it. Give me a go on that and we'll be good with like, our Lord it, and Saviour. It is interesting. Like it was interesting, but like... I got to the end of it and I was like, I just don't think I've said anything new in the last, like, ten minutes of what I'd written out. Like, it just wasn't, it's just, what? It doesn't have an edge. It's got to have an edge. It didn't have an edge. It was boring as shit. It's, like, if you want to look it up, or maybe, no, I won't. I won't. Um, Okay, but they were called the Sullivanians. And then it kept fucking me up because I kept thinking of Sylvanian families. But it's not so. Yeah, and I was like, now that would be interesting. Now that... A Sylvanian family cult, aka me when I was five. I was just about to say, except I was going to say like me when I was 11. Except I never had Sylvanian families because it was too expensive. <laughs> I had like what? eight, I think I had like one little family. Like I didn't have me- the, the big house or anything. Oh my God, me and my sister had like all of them. Right, fuck and- off. <laughs> we had fuck all of them. Fuck your f- middle class upbringing, okay? I had to not write to fu- in the goddamn garbage for Sylvanian families. Not to fucking flex on you, but me and my sister had all the Sylvanian families get over it. Fuck off. The pandas, got them. The rabbits, got them. The raccoons, yup. The rabbits were my favourite. The rabbits were my favourite. Mine was called Jenny. The mum was called Jenny, I remember that. Anyway, anyway. I don't know what I had. Oh, okay. A cult about Sylvanian families, that's next episode. But this one is... Yeah. This one's not. No. I'm putting it out there. This isn't about Sylvanian families. So, when I was having a mental break... (laughs) 
we want Sylvanian families call. <laughs> so do I. And then do an Should... episode about it, okay? If you really loved our viewers, you would do that. Should we start a Sylvanian families cult? Yes, undoubtedly. Like, yes. like just us, like we start one. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Yes. No, like we. I don't know why I said that as if you didn't understand the no, first like it's sentence. Us. That's the, no, I like we start a Sylvanian family cult. Oh. Talking of cults, mm. we now have a Facebook page. <laughs> so kind of we do. Okay, have a cult. we kind of do. I mean, if you want to join, if you want to be updated on when the Sylvanian family cults. Uh, getting started like our Facebook page I don't know maybe like and share yeah like and share it indeed Facebook's going to be a great place for more like updates about general stuff Um, because Instagram's not really that style you know what I mean anyway enough blabbering if you want to like our Facebook page it's just Dead Talk Podcast Um, give it a like all all one word all one word indeed Uh, but anyway enough jibber jabber let's get on to the episode I know I feel like I'm blabbing a lot though Um, no Lucy. I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit insecure. Enough. You can tickle my ego if you like. I'll tickle something else, how about that? (laughs) Okay! (laughs) Alright, sorry guys, this episode's rated R, I forgot to say. (laughs) They always are. Oh, a little pun for you. (gasps) Okay, so. Yeah, I want to kill myself, so let's move on before I do. I'm going to read out a little rhyme for you. A little limerick, if you will. <laughs> you fucking... You love that! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Alex's... Go ahead. How do I describe this? <laughs> I don't know. Having a... Alex's climaxing, maybe? It's pretty it's accurate. It's one, so it's not too... Yeah, I knew... I knew I've, I've written in my notes, start off with the limerick, because I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd fucking I like actually, it. I need to... We'll see, wait... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I yeah. love a limerick. I love, you know I'm, I love you, a fucking limerick. You know I'm going to perform it as well, baby. I'm not just right, going to read go. it out. Do okay. it. Do it. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. Once she saw what she'd done, she gave her father 41. I knew it. Yeah? Yeah. What did that do for you? You want to tell the people at home? I think it's inappropriate if I do tell. <laughs> okay, great. Let's keep anyway, that secret between you and I. Yes, that's fine. Let's have a separate Zoom call after. So that's the setup for what I'm talking about. Lizzie Borden. Do you know who this is? Makes sense. Yeah, um, uh, 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 of course, of course, of course. It's a true crime, a little bit of a true crime dweeb. I'm aware of Lizzie Borden's work. Oh, indeed. So last night when I was having this mental breakdown about the story that I'd researched for three days that turned out to be a pile of garbage, my friend reminded me how obsessed with this case I used to be. And Yeah, I'm sure I've heard you talk about it. And the fun part is I'm going to put these photos up once the episode is live so that you can go on the Instagram and have a look. Um, You'll understand more as I get into the case. But I actually, two years ago, visited the house. Like, fucking... I remember this. Because I remember being so jealous of you when you told me that. Yes, And it was like the best day of my life. Listen, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me get into the case. I look like a corpse. Don't we all? So, this... The case of Lizzie Borden is a mysterious and ominous one. It happened over 100 years ago. Um, and it was in Fall River, Massachusetts. So, Ooh. and this is like, I know you said it there, but this is literally like one of the most infamous unsolved cases in like the history of like US murder cases. It is, it is. I can confirm. So in 1892, on August 4th, Abby Borden, who was 63, was hacked to death. And then after that, her husband, Andrew Borden, who was 70, was also hacked to death. They had it coming. So now that I've started with the murders, el murders, it we... Fuck, that's not what I mean. Editing Lucy, cut that shit out. Editing Lucy, fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, editing Lucy, I hope you're having a good time and I love you. Yeah, that's just because of last week. She bit your ass. But I love she, that. This is Editing Lucy and I fully apologise to mankind that we ever created this as a bit in the episode. Maybe if we both stopped talking so much shit when we recorded, I wouldn't have to do this, and we would just get on to the information about the case. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah, so we've started with the murders. That's who was murdered. 1892, August 4th. Let's make our way up to the murders and try and figure out what happened. So, a little bit more context. On the evening of August 3rd, Lizzie's uncle, Andrew Morse, stayed the night 
sleeping in the guest room of the house. Okay? Uh, That's in my head. Okay, locked in, sir. Uncle Andy. So that morning on August 4th, at breakfast, Uncle Andrew, Abby, John, and all of the Borden daughters, all of them, all two of them, Emma and Lizzie, all the kiddie winkies. Uh, You did like that, so don't say you didn't. Now, Maggie, the fucking Irish queen that, listen, we're going to get into it, but she is a legend. Um, Yeah, trust. Trust and believe. So they were all present at breakfast, so keep that in mind. Every little fucker is having a croissant at that table. Oh, I love a croissant or a pan au chocolat. I don't know if they had croissants and pan au chocolat, but I like to think they did. And that's what they did. Yeah, they, they fucking did. did. Right. Of course they did. Uh, listen, if Maggie had anything to do with it, of course they did. If I know her, she had that and I spread. do. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had that continental spread. Oh my god, I love yeah, it. Yeah. But you know what I hate? Not to divert from the story, but I'm going to. Do it. I always hate it when hotels are like, and we offer free breakfast, and it's just a continental shitty fucking breakfast. That, that, I can't, you know what, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. That's getting you a one star in Trivago. Fuck you. Fuck you for spitting in the face of me and my children. I'm making an account just to rate you. Just to go on TripAdvisor. Oh, oh we, and, and free breakfast. Oh, what, cornflakes and a banana? I don't think oh, so. Thanks. Cereal that I have to make myself and put in a bowl by myself. Oh, thank you, sir, for making that free. Yes, good. Oh, and I can also have a slice of cheese beside it. Wow. <laughs> I've never eaten like this before in my life. Oh, I bow down to you, the mm. lords of food. Mmm, Papa's <laughs> eating good this morning. <laughs> nibble, nibble on an apple, on a goddamn 50p yeah. bag of apples. Yeah, I don't oh, think I, oh. so. I, I'm allowed to wake up this morning and have a Weetabix with a slice of cheese and then there's a toaster on the side table in which I can put stale bread that the swans rejected into the toaster and then have it for toast. That's oh, the bread they serve. It's the bread the that thing. swans don't want to eat. That's it. Well, the swans deserve better, number one. Number two, the best part of all, you have to wake up at about 8 fucking a.m. to even get <laughs> the breakfast because everyone's fucking... Everyone's got their grubby little paws all over it and then it goddamn ends at, like, 10 a.m. How is that a holiday that I'm waking up at 8 a.m.? How is that a holiday? They're like, oh, Riddle listen, the, the, oh, the price for this room's a little bit steep. Oh, well... Breakfast is included, you know, you can you can wake up at your own leisure and get breakfast any time between 8 and 8.04am, so enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about continental breakfasts, because if you... <laughs> you alright, girl? Yeah. <laughs> I think Alex is about to <laughs> spew her tea up. You wouldn't get tea at a continental breakfast, it would be rock solid coffee. In a bowl, not even coffee. just rock solid ground coffee. I promise you. And a nice I promise warm you that. Apple juice. <laughs> yeah, oh. mix your ground coffee, instant coffee with warm apple juice, because it's There's continental, baby. More. Oh my god! Oh. Right, enough. I, I enough. love apple juice, but more than that, I love warm apple juice. Okay, go ahead. This case is unsolved, but you better believe Maggie served a fucking spanking breakfast. Spanking breakfast. It's not confirmed, but it is in my heart. Yeah. So. Go ahead. After, oh, just got heated for a minute there. That's all, folks. Sorry. I'm literally, Um, I'm red hot. So after breakfast, in which I repeat, Andrew, so Uncle Andrew, Abby, John. Is that his name? John? Oh, my God. Fuck my life. Uncle John. Uncle John and the dad's called Andrew. Right. I'm going to start again (sighs) for this bit. So going back over what I said, I completely fucked up. The uncle's called John. Uncle John Morse. And then the dad is called Andrew. So Lizzie's dad is called John and Lizzie's uncle is called Andrew. So no, my point is... done it the wrong way around again. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, just... so her uncle is Uncle John. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the one that's like, my head's in the right place right now? Right, I don't this know. I don't know. Before. Fucking hell, we've got so much to get through as well and I'm so dumb. Right. Actually, this is how I feel all the time. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a dumb fuck. Uncle. Confirmed. Uncle John. There you go. And the dad is called Andrew. Uncle John, Daddy, Andrew. Uncle, Uncle John, John, Daddy, Daddy Andrew. Andrew. Dandrew, if you will. Nope. Okay. Uh, so at breakfast, Uncle John, Andrew, the dad, Abby, the mum, Emma and Lizzie and the maid Maggie were all at breakfast. There you go. Thank fucking hell. Jesus Got Christ, that was baby. painful. So anyway. It's okay. After breakfast, Andrew and John, who are the dad and the father... Fu- the dad and the father? <laughs> who are the, by 
by the way, the dad and the father. <laughs> oh my god, thank god one of them dies. We need to get rid of one of them. Anyway. Yeah, it's too confusing. Andrew and John, Uncle John and Andrew, the dad, may I say it again, they went into the sitting room and chatted for an hour. So this is after, after breakfast. They're chilling. They're digesting that delicious breakfast um, served mm, by Maggie. Yum, yum. And they're just having a chat in the sitting room. Um, and then after that, John left at around 8.45am to buy a pair of oxen. A pair of oxen? I've never heard them refer to that as that before. Not just one. It wasn't just one. Because I googled it, it and I was pair. like, oh wait, is this like, is this something like fun? Is a pair of oxen like a funny word for shoes? But Yeah, that's what it makes me think. No, it's literally just like two big fat fucking... Oxy boys oxens yeah i don't know anyway so you know that was extremely pressing and he had to go at 8 45 a.m to go do that for whatever fucking he, reason he did, but he did, he did. um <laughs> so he, he went away to buy a pair of oxen and also visit his niece Neef, his niece that lived in fall river but um he was always going to return to the borden's house for lunch at noon that was his plan that was uncle john's plan oh, sorry oh my god sorry what I just was playing with a sharpener and it like opened and gave me a fright. Well, that's what you get. Jesus Christ. Ooh, anxiety, baby. Love that. Sorry, carry on. Mm -hmm. The plan was always for John to come back to the house for lunch at noon. Um, So he went and did that and was like, okay, cool. See you guys at noon. Can't wait for that delicious lunch, Maggie. Um, (laughs) Because he knew it was going to be good. Um, (laughs) Yes. Probably like soup or something, like homemade soup, you know. And a crusty bread. A crusty bread for all to share. That she had got from a French baker. Specifically French. They make that crusty bread well. They do. Those damn those damn Frenchies. Those damn French wars, as they say they in do France. One thing right, and that's, and that's bread. crusty bread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. So after that, after he left, Andrew, mm-hmm. he left for his morning walk um, just a bit after 9am. Okay. So he's like, I'm listen, it's 9am. I'm going for my morning walk. You can't stop me. And they're like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, he was like threatening them with a knife when he said this. He was like, don't fucking try it. I'm going going on my morning walk. Yeah, exactly. Again, all speculation, but I imagine that's how it went down. So a regular to normal routine, Abby went upstairs to tidy the guest room um, because it's usually a chore that either Emma or Lizzie would do for their mum. But Abby was like, fuck it. She was like, listen, bitches, if you want a job done, do it yourself. That's what she said. Abby went up to do this to go tidy the guest room and make the bed in the guest room in which Uncle John had been sleeping in around half nine ten ish. Okay. 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 Uh, keep that time in mind. I'll write that down. So, okay. Yep. Thank you for pretending to write that down. So, You're sometime after this, Abby was attacked, and forensic investigation. Again, not to constantly be slagging the police, but. Forensic investigation claimed that Abby would have been facing her killer. How the fuck do you know? I'd rather die than not question everything the police said. Exactly. Mm, sorry, I've got a question here. How the fuck do you know that? Listen. Wait, what, what, what did they say? What did they say? They said, according to forensic investigation, like according to whatever the fuck they sat and twiddled their dicks over for two minutes. Right. Abby would have been facing her killer when she was attacked. But she wasn't when she was found. Like, she was... Like, the, basically, the claim they're making is... Well, let me get into it, basically. Well, they'll, so, know, they'll know by, like, blood splatter and stuff. Oh, bullshit. Um, yes, they would! That is one yeah, thing I know, I, I know, but it. it... Okay, no, I totally agree with that, because blood splatter is a big part I'm of that. Fine, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. That's why I'm the detective here. <sighs> well, that's why I'm the saucy piece in the side that distracts the suspects while I steal evidence out of their pockets. Correct, correct. And Thank that's you. why we have a bit of a tempestuous and really just overall very sexy relationship, Lucy. Listen, it might nope. not go swimmingly all the time, but we make a hell of a team. <laughs> no, I'm getting hot under the collar, so you better carry on. <laughs> Ooh, uh, is it getting hot in here or do I have a boner? Um, so, <laughs> it's both. Uh, so, she was first struck on the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut just above her ear. This caused her to turn and fall face down on the floor. And like, <laughs> in my absolute fucking psychosis last night, I was I like, you. I'm going to try and do it. <laughs> I just, so I, was, I swear to God, I just almost went to act that out in my head to know so I would know what... No, I'm, I'm on your side entirely. Okay, thank you. So I like, I went yeah. on my knees 
listen for other reasons but I went on my knees last night and pretended like to be hitting oh god fucking hell I sound psychotic but like I was like right imagine you're hitting the side of the head with a hatchet I could imagine being like hit so hard you're swung round and fall onto your like hands and knees like she fell on her face basically um on the floor she fell face down on the floor so again okay fine it made sense um I can believe it this caused tissue damage and completely severed like her nose and her forehead so not severed her nose it wasn't like off but it was like cut the fuck up it was like it was sauteed yeah so after that um she then got 17 direct blows to the back of the head fucking hell that's rough 17 17 it's not even an even number that's upsetting i think that's probably what was caused the most pain was that it wasn't an even number fuck yeah yeah i really feel sorry for her now yeah sorry girl sorry girl sorry um, but around 10.30 a.m., uh, Andrew arrives home after his morning walk. He's had a great time. Um, but the key fails to open the door. So he's, like, banging on the door, like, Maggie, fucking open up, bitch. I can't get in. Love and that. Maggie, be the attentive, amazing, never-fails-to-impress maid, opens yeah. the door and is like, hello. Um, her. An important thing to keep in mind is that Maggie... Like, once being investigated by the police, Maggie says at this point she hears Lizzie laughing from the top of the stairs, right? But, and this is important, and again, if you're listening right now, please go into our Instagram or Facebook uh, page and look at the photos. So I have photos from when I went, um, and I'm going to upload them on our social media. But the really important point of that uh, fact, the fact that Lizzie could be heard from the top of the stairs laughing is once you get to so I'm trying to explain the kind of way the house is laid out, it's not that fucking insane, but like the stairwell up is one of those stairs that kind of leads up to the landing, so once you get to about head height of the landing, you, you're at like face level of the floor, do you know what I mean? Yep, 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 absolutely, I know what you mean So it kind of curves around, basically but yes. you can be at like eye level of the floor because it's just like a balcony looking onto the stairs, get what I mean? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. So the important point of that is if Lizzie was at the top of the stairs, which I, not flex, but I know from being there and is the big point of the documentary and everything that I was watching about this, if she was at the top of the stairs, she would have been able to see her dead mum. Yeah, completely. Right. So, and at this point, she was already dead, like confirmed she was dead. She but was sliced and diced. For she was slayed, honey, and not in the way you would like to be. All right. So... So Maggie never saw Lizzie, but she said she definitely heard her and she was at the top of the stairs, like she could hear. Um, Lizzie later denies that she was upstairs at all and she said that um, she was downstairs and that once her dad came in, she helped him take his boots off. But that completely contradicts the crime scene photos because, sorry, it's going to burp. Fucking hell. Um, that totally contradicts the crime scene photos because she says she helps him takes off his boots and he gets into his slippers and then <laughs> lies down on the couch to go for a nap. But in the crime scene photos, he's still wearing his boots. So he never took off his boots. And first of all, why are you helping your dad take off his fucking boots, you weirdo? Yeah, I know. Like, do you want to suck he him off, his honestly? fucking boots off and put some slippies on himself. Yeah, fuck off, John. Oh, Is Andrew. Really- oh, fuck off. Jesus Christ. Andrew, it's like a weirdly erotic thing to do is help someone take boots off. It's extremely intimate. I'm not okay with it. I'm sure Maggie was shaking her head in the corner like, no. Yeah, she was like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, anyway, important point from that is that it didn't happen because he was still (laughs) wearing his boots in the photos. Anyway. um, So Lizzie then told Maggie about a sale at a department store. So obviously keep in mind, um, fucking Andrew's just came in from his walk then he's gone and to have a nap on the couch. Whether he's got his slippers on or his boots on, we don't fuck... Well, no, he has his boots on, but whatever. Um, nobody knows that Abby is dead upstairs. Everybody's chilling. Everybody's having a good time. To be honest, probably still on a high after that delicious breakfast. Um, <laughs> oh, it was delicious. And, delicious. Uh, well, I, can, I can tell you that. If it came from Maggie, it would be. So, yeah, so Lizzie then tells Maggie about a sale at a department store nearby and says that she's allowed to go... But Maggie says that she felt unwell and heads upstairs to go to bed. So, okay. I don't know. Maggie's like, fuck you and your sale. I'm out of here. Um, yeah, I was like, oh my 
god, I've got so much more on my mind than this shit. Taking a fat nap. I just made a fucking massive breakfast. I need a nap. Do you not remember that spread <laughs> that I just made? My Maggie god. just Maggie just grabs her by the neck and is like, see how you're full right now? That's because of <laughs> me. I'm going for a nap. So Maggie testifies that she was in her third floor room when Lizzie screamed downstairs saying, Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. And this was at 11.10am. But like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Like, alright. Alright, okay, Lizzie. No, it's confusing because, so it must have happened, both Abby and Andrew must have happened in between Andrew coming home and after Maggie went to her bed. Because otherwise, Maggie would have walked past the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. It's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah, I mean, isn't there a theory that she was... Listen, listen. We're going to get into it. Yeah, you are getting to it. Just you wait. (laughs) So, let's just say there's a little bit of a foul play, if you will. In more ways than one. In a way that I think about when I go to bed at night. Correct. We'll say no more. You're you're Maggie Correct. and I'm Lizzie. Let's just say that. <laughs> you bet your ass <laughs> I am. Right, go ahead. Okay. So this happens at ten past eleven. Lizzie shouts down and says, Maggie, come quick, father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him, right? Andrew <laughs> was slumped over the couch. What? What are you laughing at? <laughs> you said that you're like, uh, uh dad's dead. Okay, so and you're like <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Goodbye. Um, it's so unemotional. Listen, I'm separated from the case because I'm an objective detective. An objective detective! That's my fucking point. That was name. really good. That was really good. So Andrew slumped over the couch. That must have been one hell of a nap. Um, in, the, <laughs> in the sitting room. And he'd been struck 10 or 11 times. And his wounds were still bleeding, which made it obvious that it was very very recent and detectives later put his death at like 10 minutes earlier to him being discovered wow okay so that shit was fresh that's a fresh Um, wound if ever i heard it yeah i know honestly police were called to the house upon discovery of andrew's body and once they started talking to everybody in the house lizzie's statements were extremely contradicting and obscure she initially said that she heard a groan slash scraping noise slash distressing call, like as in it could have been any of those things, which doesn't really make sense because I feel like okay, they would all sound what? different. Yeah, I don't really and know. Just entirely different noises, but go off, I guess. <laughs> She's like, I uh, I heard it was like either a dog's bark or like the sound of children screaming. I don't know. Uh, it was one it was of the two. Like, yeah, it was either like a duck quacking or like someone cutting a tree down it was like one of the two it was like one of yeah, the two and they're just like I, hmm? I like oh i can't specify but it was either a window opening or the high note in we belong together by mariah carey <laughs> Wait, which one honey there's plenty of them in it all of them um nice listen i'm a little lamb and i and i'm not afraid to say it i'm part but, of the family <laughs> the lamb I didn't know they were called that. I love that. Yeah, she um, says that. She's like, hi, oh, oh, hi, my darlings, my lamely. Oh, God bless them. Bye. You know? <laughs> bye, bitch, bye. Bye, bitch, bye. Anyway, <laughs> so her statement was weird as fuck. Um, but two, <laughs> two hours, that's the official um, breakdown of it. It was weird as fuck. But two hours later, she told the police she hadn't heard anything. And she entered the house not thinking that anything was wrong at all. Okay. So the reason she said that she entered the house is she, during the timing that is like framed of the killings, she said she was out at the barn outside. Um, Yeah, nice. Fucking convenient, but sure. At this point, very important thing to keep in mind is that Abby was not Lizzie's mum, but Lizzie's stepmum. Exactly. Adios mio. Ideas Mio indeed. When asked where her stepmother was, Lizzie said that Abby had received a note to... So keep in mind, when people are asking these questions, they've just discovered Andrew's body, yada, yada, yada. Nobody knows that poor Abigail is dead upstairs, right? Nobody's got a fucking clue. Well, one of them cared because they asked where Abby was 
and Lizzie said that Abby had received a note to visit a sick friend, but that she should have returned by now. So she asked Maggie and a neighbour, Mrs Churchill, to look for her upstairs. Okay. So Maggie prances upstairs and as she climbs the stairs, once her head, like I said, and this is her like her statement, once her head is at floor level, she instantly can see Abby lying face down in the guest room and she calls up authorities and everything because she's like, oh, this bitch is dead. Um, Oof, shit one. So after that, they see that Abby's dead and Andrew's dead and everybody's fucking dead. But um, the officers commented on how bizarre Lizzie's behaviour was and even expressed like a disdain towards her because they said she was extremely calm and poised which was not really what they expected which again i've said this a million times can't really define or characterize trauma and grief and how people react to it however sounds like she's a little cunt but then also it does make me think as well well if she did it why would she be so calm so it's like yeah, exactly. you can go you can make it fit either agenda yeah totally like wouldn't you be fucking sweating Lizzie yeah you'd be like oh well oh my god uh, yeah, like, yeah, you'd, you'd yeah. be freaking out baby yeah 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 so yeah they said that they basically just fucking didn't like her which not really professional, but hey ho, they didn't. Yeah, um, it is the police. But they so. didn't. They didn't check her for any blood stains at all, and they did a really minimal check of her room purely because Lizzie said that she felt unwell. Which fuck off, okay? But like, we need to do our jobs. So literally, you trying know. to get out of murder charge? <laughs> I don't feel well. Oh, I've got sore head. Oh my god, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you for doing that so accurately. So, yeah, they didn't check, like, anything. And later on in court, they were criticised for their lack of diligence, which I think's fair. Little cunts should have done a bit more work. <laughs> I think that's more than fair. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. So they did happen to search even a fucking tiny bit. Um, they did some work on this case, and they went into the basement, and the police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. Love that. So, to me, that's goobity goop, goobity goop. Um, so let me explain it to you. Yeah, explain um, what goobity goop, goobity goop means to the people who may not speak that language. In this case, what goobity goop, goobity goop means is that basically what they, they looked at this... So, hatchet and axes, fucking axe, whatever. There is a hatchet head, so like, I don't know, the knifey part of, a, of an axe, um, yeah. with a broken handle. And they were saying that the ash and the kind of dust from the broken handle was like on the hatchet head so therefore that break was really recent like it had only just snapped and then basically their theory was that this broken hatchet handle like basically broken hatchet and axe whatever um was placed beside these other axes in the basement to be like oh this is okay well never mind this is just their collection of axes over here because like we all of them we've all got a collection of axes well we've all got them like that's just oh so that's just where the axes are kept cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no those those axes were obviously just in the basement and whoever had put that axe there had purposely put it there to look like okay well this is just with the collection of axes that are here all the time don't get used and aren't haven't been yeah. moved so Maggie, like I said, Maggie wasn't feeling well and that's why she went up to her bed and then Lizzie said she wasn't feeling well either. So like this kind of mysterious illness came over the whole household. The milk was or tested. Guilt, perhaps? I don't know, or a guilty conscience. Ever heard of that? Oh, we got oh, boys. Oh, yeah. The moral high ground strikes again. That um, sounds all right. So their milk was tested for poison, which is the most 1892 thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, you guys aren't well? We're going to test your milk for poison. Shut mm. up. Yeah, boys, the milk's been poisoned for sure. How about They're it's 1892? Well? Everyone's got fucking, I don't know, cholera. Yeah, like, what do you mean? They be- they woke up that day. That's why they're ill, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're alive. That's why. <laughs> so Lizzie and Emma, which were the daughters, um, I, haven't, I haven't mentioned Emma a lot, but Emma is Lizzie's yeah. sister. Lizzie and Emma's friend, Alice Russell, um, stayed the night on the night of the murder along with Uncle John Morris. I'm sorry, but like... If I was Alice Russell, would I fuck be staying in a house where two people had just been murdered? I'd be like, listen, Lizzie, listen, Emma, I'm your fucking best friend. Like, oh, I'm here for you. You need me. You just, I was about to say call, but like it's 1890. You just send a letter and I will respond. 
funny little phones, don't they? Yeah, but I feel like it wouldn't be that great. No, you know, especially not. especially if they're like wailing down the phone, like, oh god, I can't, I can barely hear you. Like, oh, oh, you're crying because your parents are dead. Okay, but if you need me, I'm there. But staying the house the night your mum and dad have been murdered in that fucking house, mm-mm. I'm sorry, bud, I'm right. not that good a friend. I'm not. I was going to say. So basically, you're saying you're a bad friend. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. If that if that makes me a bad friend, I'm terrible. Okay. No further. I'm sticking comment. by it. I don't care. Um. So the police were stationed outside the house. One of the office, of, one of the officers said that he'd seen Borden, so Lizzie, enter the cellar with Alice, and she was carrying a kerosene lamp and a slot pail, which I googled, yeah. and a slot pail is a pee container. Love that. Love that. For it's them. something that you that you pee in when the I'm toilet's busy. It. Like I got it. Yeah, I understood. Almost like a catheter. Oh. Or not a catheter, but like, what's the thing that you like, like a big box you piss in when you can't use the bathroom in hospital? A bedpan. A bedpan, that's it. What I would um, go for a catheter, oh my god, that would just, that would make me so efficient. I remember when I was like 15 and my granddad was in a hospital, my dad was like, oh, he's got a catheter. And I was like, what's that? And my dad was like, a tube up his penis to pee. And I was like, what? Ew. I'm sorry. Um, you asked, bitch. Yeah, I know, but it's, it sounds awful. Awful. He saw both of the women, both Lizzie and Alice, exit the cellar, but then Lizzie returned alone. Um, and he couldn't see much, but he said it appeared that she was bent over a sink. Maybe just washing her little grubby, blood-stained hands. You yeah, know, washing her little hooves. Washing her little paws. You can get the blood off your hands, but not metaphorically. Oh, come on. So, Uncle Andrew, nope. No, it's not. Uncle John left. I'm sorry, but Uncle Andrew just has a ring to it, so now it's stuck in my head. Literally, I'm not giving you any kind of credit for that. Come on. Pull yourself okay. together at once. Uncle John left um, the next day on August 5th, and he was uh, bombarded by hundreds of people asking him loads of questions, and he had to have a police escort home. Okay. And then on August 6th, fucking two, two whole days after the murder, the police thought, hmm, should we conduct a more thorough search of the house? Yeah, all right, fine, let's do it. Like, fucking hell, get your, get your police baton out your ass and do some work. Your police baton? Baton, yeah, they're baton. I know, but I just like the way you said it. Sorry, wait, Thank how you. is it you hold it? Ugh, like that. I'm going to be editing this, like, well, nobody can see us do those stupid moves, so... <laughs> but they hear anyway. the silly noises, and that's what's funny. That's true, that's true. Um, <laughs> if you is. know any animators who want to animate um, figures for us on episode, how fun would that be? That'd be great. It'd be like when Robin Williams did Aladdin, and he just, like, improved for ages, and the animators were like... <laughs> he just totally, like went off to the script which was great and it turned out great i mean he would do like random accents and random impressions and stuff so that's why they have all the like jack nicholson impressions and they had to animate his face to look like him and everything so they all pretty much had a mental breakdown by the end of that film that's what it would be like to animate us god bless you backbone of this country (laughs) exactly they did a more thorough search search of the house like i said but only fucking august 6th which in my books is too late they inspected the sister's clothing so emma's clothing and confiscated the broken hatchet fucking finally but i mean at that point you might as well have been replaced with a fucking stale sausage it's useless um so that night the mayor came to the borden's house along with the police and informed lizzie that she was now a formal suspect so the next morning alice found lizzie tearing up a dress and throwing it in the fire because she said that it was covered in paint. And if Alice has two um, brain cells, she probably turned around and was like, mm, don't believe that. A little bit but, dramatic for paint, but also kind of love that. The, the police never determined, um, couldn't clarify whether that dress was the dress from the day of the murder. But like, yes, right. of course it fucking was. How could you not Because I don't know. She didn't know. I don't think she could see it properly. Get her eyes, baby. Alice, open your fucking eyes. How about you pay attention? Ever heard of seeing things? It's kind of ever heard of engaging your brain? Yeah, whatever. God, just solve this case, bitch. Use your brain, Alice. You dumb cunt. Anyway, so (laughs) fuck Alice. Um. Lizzie's trial took place almost a year later on June 5th of 1893 and there was prominent discussion around the hatchet um, because people weren't convinced that that was a murder uh, weapon. Like, I don't know why, 
but apparently they didn't. But the prosecutors argued that the handle was removed because it might have been covered in blood, which makes sense. Alice also tried to fucking redeem herself and she testified against the burning of the dress. Um, Sorry, testified against Lizzie by talking about the burning of the dress. But like also, fuck off, Alice. Like, you've done enough. Um, You've caused enough damage. Lizzie's presence in the house, um, in and around the murders, was also a really confusing point um, in the trial. Lizzie claimed to be out at the barn and was there during the murder, but... At like 10 past 11, Lizzie called Maggie down saying Andrew had been killed and she specifically ordered her not to enter the room and to call the doctor. Which, why? Why other than, okay, please don't come into the room because I caused this murder and I need to clean myself up before we get a doctor. So don't come in. Just a minute. She's like trying to de-robe. Yeah, exactly. Just a minute. I just need to get changed because I'm the one that killed him. But call the doctor. And you're like, okay, I'll I'll go do that. Yeah, Maggie's got a lot on her mind. She's probably planning lunch at that point. You know it's got to be grand. So, yeah, to live up to that Um, breakfast. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) To follow that? Jesus Christ. She's got a lot on her plate. Literally and figuratively. And there's a lot on everyone else's plates. And that's because she works hard. Exactly, exactly. Listen, I could go on about Maggie all day, but I shall not. Well, we've um, done this episode. <laughs> I won't do it. The victim's heads had been decapitated for the autopsy, I, which I absolutely love reading about in cases when they're like, oh, like we had to decapitate them for the autopsy. I like to think it's like, no, you didn't. Like, that's just a bit of fun. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just holding the head and like, well, how are you today? You know? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is the best oh. day of my life. Derek, I was having such a shit day at work until you did that. Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? I've been struggling a lot. And to see you use that woman's corpse and make it like a funny little, like a puppet. Puppet, that really just yeah. Made me feel better, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, no, apparently it was for autopsy reasons, but, you know, mm, I, won't, sure. I won't pry anymore what you do in your workplaces between you and your colleagues. Jesus, it's all right, Absolutely. we're all allowed to have fun. So apparently Lizzie fainted in the courtroom after seeing that, which, to be fair, I don't think that really... Uh, says for anything whether I'd done the murders or not and somebody brought out the decapitated heads of my parents I think I'd faint either way you know yeah I'd be like oh that was a lot to take in um that was slightly unexpected um didn't expect to see that today that's what I would say but after an hour and a half of deliberation Although this case is quite famous, I don't think a lot of people know that Lizzie was actually acquitted and she was not found guilty. And when she left the courtroom, she was quoted saying she was the happiest woman in the world. Fuck off. Fuck you. That's what I say. Um, So she was acquitted, but to this day, she's still considered uh, the main suspect. And now I'm going to go into some of the theories as to why she killed her parents. Supposedly. Supposedly. So a theory proposed and discussed in papers at the time and still proposed now was that her dad, Andrew, actually physically and sexually abused Lizzie. No jokes around that. That just sucks. Um, But a reason that that might have been a thing and that people didn't know about it um, in the town and whatever is because stuff like that, sexual abuse, although fucking can't say it's improved much now, but it definitely wasn't talked about back then. And incest was not something that was like within the vocabulary of people during that time. So there's little evidence to support this, but it is a theory that has been proposed. Um, Another theory, and this is the one that we love. This is the one that I'm going to take to the grave. This is a theory that, yes, I will write fanfic about it. Um, What do you mean will? Already have. Have, yes. Published three volumes of it. Yeah, of course you can have a signed copy. Stop asking. There's a theory that Lizzie was caught having a lesbian relationship with good old Maggie, the big old Irish lesbian that we love. Maggie, Maggie Moo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was speculation that Abby that morning found Lizzie and Maggie doing lesbian stuff, I guess. Um, lesbian activities, you say? Yes, like, like, yeah, like roller derby, I think, is probably nice. what it was. Roller derby and maybe cross-stitch, I don't know. Is cross-stitch and lesbian horrific? I've just decided it is. Okay, and well, that's it, folks. You heard so it maybe first. So <laughs> maybe caught them roller skating, cross-stitch, uh, fisting each other might be one as well. Uh, don't know but either way the theory is is that she reacted in disgust and horror and considering as well that she's her stepmom I feel like yeah I'd fucking offer as well you know um, bitch. on Maggie's deathbed I hate to fuck I hate to break it to you guys Maggie the legend is dead um, considering she was a woman 
in employment around the time of this murder, which was 1892. It's probably no surprise. But she is, in fact, dead. Um, you need a minute? Yeah. Okay. You know what? This episode. No, 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 no. This episode's dedicated to Maggie. How about that? Let's play a fun little song there, like kind of a Maggie. No. Okay. Go. Now, now I need to play. Maggie. Okay. No. Oh, Maggie. I only know the song. And I wanted to Maggie. Oh, that was good. Um, Anyway, Maggie admitted on her deathbed to her sister that she did change her testimony to protect Lizzie, but she didn't really clarify it. That's juicy! That's juicy. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I needed to hear. (laughs) That's what we needed. She didn't clarify any further than that, but she did say that she changed her testimony um, to protect Lizzie. So, Maggie, you saucy cunt. That's all I've got to say, and we'll move on. John was also considered a suspect, um, and by that, I mean Uncle John. Um, he was considered a viable suspect because he never stayed at the Borden's house uh, regularly, and it was very odd that he'd stayed the night. So if you're gonna if you're gonna like pick on our irregularities, there's one. Uncle John's coming over. That's neither here nor there. Um, and of course, Maggie the legend was also a suspect. So. <laughs> After the trial, Lizzie was acquitted and nobody was formally charged. Lizzie and Emma moved into a giant mansion in Fall River that uh, Lizzie coined as Maplecroft. That's what she called it. Um, It's very sweet. And Lizzie started going by the name Lizbeth. I don't really know why. But yeah, it's gross. Just stick to Lizzie, in my opinion. So as far as legalities of the murders, this is actually really, really interesting um, because Abby was said to have died first, although there was like obviously there was no time basically between Abby and Andrew, and there was like obviously no fucking lawyers involved with wills and testaments and stuff. But the way that it worked out, fuck off, you fucking fly, get Jesus. out of my life. Anyway, because Abby died first in the timeline of how it worked out, Abby's belongings, uh, all her money, all her fucking worth and whatever, her estate went to Andrew as soon as she died that went to Andrew and that was because he was his like her beneficiary and was like in charge of figuring it all out but because he fucking died like pretty soon after and it wasn't figured out because nobody knew she was fucking dead yet Andrew was the sole inheritance of everything but then the sole inheritance of him was Lizzie and Emma so everything went to them because there wasn't enough time to like figure out all the shit Um, which is interesting However, a considerable amount did go to Abby's, like, children. But fuck me, Emma and Lizzie were loaded, is the point of that whole statement. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, they, they resided in this mansion in Fall River called Maplecroft. And despite the acquittal, Lizzie was completely ostracised by the Fall River Society. And her name was actually back in the press in 1897 when she was accused of shoplifting in Providence, Rhode Island, which is actually really close to where I lived. Um I remember when she did it, that pesky bitch. You know, she, she stole the last pair of down. shoes. Yeah. In um, Abercrombie and Fitch. I couldn't think of a shop there. Abercrombie um, <laughs> and Fitch. Fuck, that's a flip Yeah, what shoes? What shoes was she... Flip-flops? Is that what she was stealing? Jesus Christ. So Not worth it, Lizzie. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Anyway, so in 1905, after a really heated argument, Emma moved out of Maplecroft and... She never saw her sister ever again after that. Lizzie ended up dying from pneumonia in June of 1927 in Fall River. And ukulele spookily enough, nine days later, her sister actually died of chronic kidney disease. So That's fucking weird. Yeah, it is fucking weird. When Lizzie died, she was worth, in today's money, about $4.9 million, which is a lot of smackaroonies. That's just pocket change for me, baby. That's what I thought. That's what I, thought. I, I had to say it for the people at home, but I thought this bitch isn't even going to be impressed. Yeah, sure. Okay. Forget it. She left money for her friends and her family, also for the Fall River Animal Rescue. She fucking loved animals, oh. apparently. But a weird statement I will leave you on, a weird little fact, which might, might point to a little bit of guilt. I don't know. Who knows? Interpret it whatever way you like. But she did leave um, $10,000 in today's money, $10,000 to be used in care of her father's grave. Who knows, bitch? 
Nice. Who knows? But that's the story of Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Lizzie. Lizzie Lizzie is a big fucking lesbian with her Irish maid. And they killed her parents because, hey, it's 1982 and people don't like lesbians. Especially if you're a lesbian with an Irish immigrant made of a lesbian girlfriend. It's 1892. Fuck off, you big lesbian. <laughs> like that. Oh, I just love lesbians. What can I, I just love lesbians too. And interestingly, I've not seen it, but interestingly, the film that they made with Lizzie Borden about yeah. Lizzie Borden who who's in that is it Saoirse Ronan am I making that up fuck if I know let me look it up it's definitely not Saoirse Ronan I'm thinking of Mary Queen of Scots she's she's oh. that's Saoirse Ronan <laughs> I know I know Why the film the in? film because I'm just thinking of like a historical film and I definitely just thought but like it's Saoirse Ronan plays Mary Queen of Scots in, in that film it's Seveny and her, her and Kristen Stewart it's Kristen Stewart yeah Kristen Stewart I fucking knew it I fucking knew it I knew I was like I was about to say, why did I really, really want to see that film? And now I know why. Um, but yeah, in the film, they like heavily, heavily run with the theory that um, Lizzie was a big fat lesbian with Maggie the Maid. Good. I'm glad they did. Yes, exactly. But yeah, that was the story of Lizzie Borden. What'd you think? Thank you. I'm she's doing a small. Applauding. Thank you. Yeah, she's doing a small clap. It's a good story, isn't it? I think it's really... Um, it's really, really interesting. And like like I keep saying, go on either our Facebook or our Instagram and you'll see the photos that I took when I was there a couple of years ago. Past Miss Rona, if you're ever in Boston, go to Fall River and go to that house because it's actually a really fun time. It's like a good little trip. But the guys, like the tour was really, really good as well. Um, it's a oh. spooky, ooky little trip. Um, but I think that's, that story's particularly interesting because a lesbian love story that caused a murder 1892 never heard of that before those pesky pesky lesbians they always are you can't help but love them no you can't this episode of our podcast is dedicated to all the lesbians out there okay and maggie especially correct no correct when all is said and done it's for maggie but Overall, it is also for all the lesbians out there. This this episode is sponsored by lesbians. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope yeah. you enjoyed that. Uh, I hope they. I hope they did as well. I I've not heard it. Like I don't know. We're recording this only us two, but I've got a feeling everybody thoroughly enjoyed that, and it was their favorite episode. So that's great. Oh, um, yeah. If it was your favorite episode, which it probably was, or if you right. just enjoyed it, please feel free to um, talk about it on your social media and tag us especially on facebook now that we've got a facebook page you can tag us at dead talk podcast um on both instagram and facebook that is the handle um so please make sure to tag us if you're going to post about it and follow us on instagram and like our page if you haven't already and yeah that's pretty much it thank you so much for listening i've been lucy webb i've been alex Carr. thank you and goodbye goodbye